Hey yo, check it out. This is the Wild Cowboy with a lot of style, boy. The great Sadat X, one of one, brand new, being punctured up to get beat down. Slow down, you know what I'm saying? Come on, mother eppers and everything like that. The brand new being brother. And I'm giving a shout out to Sober is Dope podcast community for fighting addiction and mental illness. You understand? Addiction and mental illness. Anybody can have it, man. And it's not, you know, it's nothing to be ashamed of, man. All we can do is help and uplift. Anybody struggling with it, man, you know it's love, man. Definitely coming from the Sober is Dope podcast community. So if you're feeling the type of way, reach out to them people, man, and they'll help you. Word up. Check it out. The Wild Cowboy with a lot of style boy, the great Sadat X. And once again, shout out to the Sober is Dope podcast community for fighting addiction and mental illness. Let's band together, y'all. Each one teach one. Love is love. Hello, friends and family. Welcome back to the Sober is Dope podcast. I'm your host, Pop Buchanan. And you are listening to our five-minute sobriety segment as I take my walk throughout the day to get that much-needed vitamin D sunlight and to practice breathing and finding connection again with nature, our recovery, my recovery, and life. Today's episode is a look into dealing with depression and especially depression in relationship to sour friendships and relationships. So this episode is for anyone that's in recovery or active addiction or anyone that's just generally dealing with mental health distress due to friendships or family or someone that you love. Those type of relationships not really working out at the moment. There's a big theme lately of people just being disconnected from the ones they love due to sometimes major or sometimes extremely minor disagreements and misunderstandings. And today I just want to focus on how to put that in perspective and how to identify um, feelings of loss and grief related to this and how that could kind of work into creating a depressive environment so for me I could bring this all back to myself because without that context it just never would make sense for me when I go through some type of disagreement argument or issue with someone that I love you know it really it really tears me up And when I'm in a situation with someone that I love where it just totally gets to a point where it's almost impossible to remedy, so we have to go our separate ways, that also bothers me. And the worst of all is when things are not working out in your relationship with the person that you love, sometimes whether that be your wife or husband or whatever is the gender appropriate person that you love. In those instances, we find ourselves dealing with real grief and real loss. And I just want to note that this happens on a day-to-day, everyday basis. Somewhere or another, somewhere, somehow, in some way, someone is sitting here, sitting down right now, really in a funk because they're they're at a disconnect with the person that they love. And 
this brings up issues of forgiveness. This brings up issues um, related to letting go. This brings up issue of insecurities. And are you grounded in yourself enough to where someone just decides one day they want to wake up and not deal with you anymore? Is that going to be something that's going to be an emotional pain point for you? And is that emotional pain point going to lead to ongoing distress, anxiety, depression, and fear-based realities? And for most of us, like myself included, it, um, it could be... It, could, it can create a toxic environment. So today I just want to say, one, you're not alone if you're out there. And two, this is an important topic when dealing with addiction recovery. Because we could go a whole year where everything is peaches and cream in our life and our recovery, where we're happy, we have no complaints, things are totally going well with the person we love, everything is good with our familiar family and in the familiar environment. And then you just hit this fork in the road where things just fall out with someone. And now you're dealing with all of these emotions of fear. Because the fear kicks in as a protective mechanism because we're hardwired to be to have attachments to the people we love. I mean, there's even signs that say if you're with someone you love and you live with them you guys may have the same exact gut microbiome or exact or similar gut bacteria um because you guys are in the same environment together so they're seeing studies where you know you may have uh someone and their spouse sharing the same exact or similar gut microbiota biome or gut flora because you're together and we know we have a gut brain uh just like we have we have a brain all over our body our cells have brains and minds and our body is very complicated but i'm saying that to say we are hardwired to be extremely attached to one another i mean chemically spiritually psychologically emotionally and when that and and that's a survival thing because we're meant to run together in groups and in tribes and we have this kind of tribal kind of like construct to the human um, reality and when you lose someone from the tribe or you lose someone close that you love you know it, it, there is a there is like i would say a, a somehow of an emotional spiritual and chemical and psychological detox that starts to happen and then you have effects of this like grief emotion loss and fear of abandonment and all of this stuff starts to happen and then you start to feel emotionally unstable and emotionally out of sorts, so to say. And while this is important, when in recovery, if you're not careful and if you're not prepared to deal with this, when a conflict arises, it sends all of this cortisol and adrenaline and all of these um, neurotransmitter um, say, um, chemicals and hormones into your bloodstream. And you start to go nuts, so to say. And you start to feel really unstable. And it starts to become hard to breathe. And you get that pit in your stomach. And you start to ruminate. Now, a large percentage of you um, in this type of scenario would can kind of throw in the towel and kind of just tend to relapse. Because all we know... 
Excuse me for a minute. There's a helicopter going above, which is cool. Welcome to New York City. Random helicopter just roaming around in the sky. That's what you get in New York. Uh, But for most of us, when that happens, we we, we tend to divert back to our default, which is self-medication and dealing with our pain and our trauma with addiction and our drug of choice. And for many of us, it could, you may not relapse, but you would throw yourself into a mental health spiral by going down the rabbit hole of depression and anxiety to no end. Now, we have this idea where you have to process your emotions because unprocessed emotions get stuck in the body. The body keeps the the score, and yes, we know this. So, I would like to say it's important to identify when you're processing emotions in a healthy way and an unhealthy way, right? Because it's cute to say, oh, unprocessed emotions get, emotions get stuck in the body, so you have to make sure you process your emotions. And somebody could say, yeah, well, me going to have a drink is processing my emotions, or me going to give in to my drug of choice is processing my emotions, I'm dealing with the pain and trauma, But that just creates another component that feeds into the depression and into the mental um, health aspects of the addiction. And then it just becomes a bigger problem at that point. So we know through evidence and through firsthand accounts, and I'm giving it to you from the from uh, with a firsthand account that, yeah, drugs and alcohol is not appropriate um, way of dealing with grief, loss, and depression. So what is a healthy way of dealing with depression, anxiety, when you are disconnected from someone that you lost? Someone in your family may have died that you really love. Someone in your life may be diagnosed with a terminal illness or something that feels like a terminal illness. How do you deal with that? You know, the person you love may wake up tomorrow and say, you know, I'm sorry, but this, I just want to go another way. And you may think everything is good and that's, that news will devastate you. You might just get ransacked with Peter Guns on cheetahs, right? You, you know, because, you know, you never know. The person you love might just be cheating. And, you know, you never know. Do you know? What do you do when you don't know? So... We know we have to stay prepared. If we're not prepared, then we won't win, right? We have a higher likelihood of winning or coming out on the other side of a traumatic situation without taking too much damage to our emotional landscape, our physical, our psychological landscape, if we are somewhat prepared on what to do and how to navigate these uncertain and quite random at times situations. Usually it's always random. You never prepare for someone to die. You never prepare for someone to be diagnosed with anything terminal. You never prepared for a breakup. And you never prepared for someone lying and cheating on you. And you're never prepared for someone just waking up one day and just saying, I don't want you in my life anymore. You start to feel like, what did I do wrong? Is there something wrong with me? You start to doubt yourself. And I'm going to tell you something. Self-doubt is just as corrosive to your whole construct. It's just as corrosive as drugs and alcohol. 
It's as corrosive as alcohol is to your liver. Um, and self-doubt is as corrosive um, as drugs is to your brain and every cell of your body. Right? You don't need to fall down the nasty, nasty um, dark mirror of self-doubt. Because you are amazing, you are beautiful, and somewhere on this planet, someone is dreaming you up. In their ideal scenario in life, someone is thinking, I really, I just, I really wish I had someone in my life that has the characteristics that you have, that has the heart that you have, and have the willingness that you have, right? And I think it's just a question of us being patient and finding the right person for us. Now, I'm going to give you a, a couple of examples of how I'm dealing with this in my life. I have a brother, an older brother of mine, that just does not want to talk to me. He doesn't want to talk to anyone in the family, so it's not just me. I can't take it personal to me. It's just that he's going through something in his life. So for the past 11 years, we have not been able to speak to this person. This particular person was like a hero to us. He was the one we look up to. He's a beautiful. He's, I always say he's a much better version than me. I'll tell you that much. God's an incredible guy. Good looking guy. Smart. Really like pop 5.0. You know, like I'm like a, a half copy of him that fell off the Xerox machine and got half copied and it just kind of somehow survived. But this guy's awesome. And um, for years, this bothered me. And I mean, I... It really, it really upset me. I remember um, about th- four years ago in the early stages of Sober is Dope, I had an episode where I was really, I was, remember I was driving in the rain, I was venting, I was really upset because I felt abandoned, I was hurt. But then I realized, one, I gave myself gray hair prematurely dealing with this guy. Two... I hurt my back because I didn't know how to process emotions back then. And I just held all of that trauma and anger in. And I just kept ruminating on there. And I literally, physically, those negative emotions manifested in my body and led to lower back issues, which I since healed myself from. Um, And three, I just lived in this dark place for one day too many Surrounded around some guy that, yeah, okay, brother or not, doesn't matter really. Wife or husband or not, doesn't matter really. Never waste time on someone who doesn't want to be bothered with you. First of all, the most high God created all of us in a specific way where he was like, you're enough. And there's many people out there that need your love. Focus on where the love is needed, not where the love is lost. All right, folk, if there's someone out there right now who needs all of that love that you was given to this person that doesn't want to be with you, they, they, they can benefit from that. And I want you to understand, go where the love is needed. You know, you know that beautiful saying, go where you are celebrated, not tolerated. That's the idea. I stop calling people who are, who are flaky. I stopped going around people who don't really care, but I, I could literally fall off the planet. They won't even know or care. I stopped engaging people who was not healthy to my big picture. I stopped going around people who were negative in a specific way that caused me to have a negative outlook on life. I protect yourself and protect your heart. Okay, so this episode is about 
how to deal with depression when relationships go sour, and how to deal with depression and anxiety in general. So here's a few tips. If someone in your life decides to cut you off, or for some reason someone in your life just happens to die, or some something in your life traumatic that's related to another person causes you to fall into a deep state of grief and d- despair, the first way to arm yourself is by understanding what's happening to you on a physical and psychological level. Now, the first thing that happens when you go through some form of loss is your body processes that loss is grief. And that that plays out in your brain. So y'all heard me talk about this many times that our brain can change for the better, for better or for worse, but it will change based on our environment and how we perceive it and everything like that. So when we go through a grief, a situation where grief is in the center, our brain could change. And that change happens through something called neuroplasticity. And that change also causes our vital neurotransmitter hormones to fall to unhealthy levels temporarily at times. And sometimes they get stuck there. And this is considered depression, anxiety, and or, or any type of ailment or mental illness that's diagnosed in the DSM-5 could just manifest itself during this time. You're going through a period of grief. You find you get depressed. Your immune system is a little bit affected. You're sad. Your outlook on life darkens. So your perception of your environment is not ideal. This affects the way your brain processes um, everything. And you fall into the state of depression because your neurotransmitter hormones like dopamine, serotonin, and norepinephrine and stuff tends to fall to unhealthy levels. So when this happens, you immediately have, have to understand, okay, I'm dealing with grief and this may be happening to me chemically. So at that time, you will want to start treating your grief and that loss just like someone who will have to deal with this straight outright depression clinically. You may have to say, I'm going to see a therapist fast. You know, I just found out my husband is cheating on me. I just found out my wife is cheating on me. I'm calling a therapist. I need to start taking care of this today. Right. I'm not going to binge eat junk food and comfort food to feel better because I'm going to wind up looking like crap. And that's going to cause me to feel more depression because we know processed sugars, um, 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 vegetable oils and, 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 and processed foods causes depression. It creates a depressive environment because your brain can't live off of that form of glucose and that fuel is just junk. Right. All calories are not the same. Whoever told you that is an idiot. Uh, Avocado is much different than eating some pig fat. So um, nothing wrong with pig fat, by the way, I'm just saying. Avocado is a different form. It has different type of nutrient density. Drinking alcohol, we know alcohol is a depressant. So when your friends try to take you out to get slammed because you're going through this sad moment, what happens is when they leave, the happiness that you're receiving when someone takes you out for drinks, um, when you're going through depression, or they say, let's get fucked up, we all know that. There's a, first of all, sober's dope is adult, so you know I doubt there's any five-year-olds that's drinking and doing drugs, so if I curse on here, it is what it is. Pop your cannon, we're adults here, right? And I always try to tell people in the addiction community, don't try to act like a bunch of saints and shit because we know we the wildest motherfuckers on the planet. So sometimes you hear something raw because you sober doesn't mean you still ain't buck wild. You buck wild, trust me. I know you all buck wow. All right. So, um, but when your friends say, well, let's, let's go get fucked up or they go out and let's go have drinks. 
you feel better a bit, not because of the alcohol and the drugs. You feel better because you have people around that's reminding you of your worth. And you have people around you that's reminding you that you're awesome. And they usually can see that what you're going through is really not that deep. Because they're like, why are you so bent out of shape over this person? Like, who cares? But you build this uh, personal connection and bond with this person. So when that relationship is lost, you feel it. But what you're really seeking is in that moment to be connected to someone else. So tip number two. Go see a therapist, treat the depression, treat the loss like any, like anyone else would treat anxiety, depression, and loss. You go see a professional. Now, also, go see a bereavement counselor or a bereavement therapist. Now, bereavement is when someone dies, but bereavement therapists deal with loss in general. They can also deal with um, loss from relationships. And they can't also deal with um, um, depression and, and loss and depression that's caused from you losing anything in your life. And this also could be related to a job, losing something like a book deal, getting kicked off a record label, um, getting kicked off a, a board, somebody boxing you out of something you created, someone stealing your IP. All of this stuff connects. Loss is loss. Humans do not like to lose things. And we could deal with loss when we understand it. But what we don't like is when we don't understand it. When we, when we don't understand why, why something happens, we feel like we were robbed. Alright, please forgive me. I definitely got to get my walk in the parks together because it's obviously I'm not in a park. I, I'm leaving the park now and I'm crossing um, the street and it's just cars everywhere. So sorry. Um, I know the quality may be frustrating, but bear with me because we're outside and we're in nature. And this brings me to my third tip. Go out, get fresh air, bathe, put on some nice clothes, go talk to people. You know, I always regretted when I went through a real horrible breakup almost 14, 15 years ago, because I have been in my relationship for almost 13, 14, 13 years, so... I have, like, not experienced anything too traumatic in a long time. But when I did go through a terrible breakup, I used to get dressed and go out and get drunk. And then I would come back home and still feel like shit. And I would be so drunk I couldn't connect with anybody because it was like, it wasn't, like, real. I would feel like I had all of these friendships and and I was communicating with people and it was awesome. But it wasn't really real. What I wish I would have done was I had enough self-respect for myself to say, no, I'm going to go get, I'm going to have money. I'm going to put on some nice clothes. I'm going to try to find somebody that I go out to have dinner with, go out on an actual date, talk to someone, have a deeper connection, right? All right, so now you're not going to believe this. This guy, is, he has a, um, a, a lawn blower, so now the guy's blowing the leaves on his lawn, so the motor might sound crazy. So I'm going to walk back in the opposite direction. So don't beat me up, Sobers, though, family. Listen, we're out here dropping it, man. Take yourself out. Go outside, right? Um, third tip. Eat healthy. Take care of yourself and love yourself when you're going through a grief period. Because you know that your brain is already going to go into a state of depression and sadness. And you're going to have to process those emotions. This whole episode is to try to encourage you to process those emotions in the healthiest way possible. 
Seek therapy, connect with friends, go outside, get some air, eat healthy, avoid drugs and alcohol, don't doubt yourself, love yourself, remember self-doubt is toxic and corrosive, you don't deserve that, you deserve to big yourself up, and remember, you have a chance of getting the person that you lost back, when you start loving yourself enough, trust me, that gets contagious, It gets contagious. They start to say to themselves, well, I don't even know why I left this person. They look great. You always hear people say it when it's done, right? I don't know. They wasn't doing all that when I was with them. So what? Work out. Go to the gym. Get on a new diet. Go buy yourself a new wardrobe. Start eating healthy. Start meditating. Start practicing deep breathing. Start practicing forgiveness. Be kind to the person that separated with you. Mind your business. Turn the other cheek. Walk the other way. Next time they see you, you will be a different person. And they'll go, hey, what's up? I'm still a better person than I was 15, 16 years ago when I went through that big breakup. I'm better today than I've ever been. And if my ex-girlfriend were to see me, she will be proud of me. And I'm not on that whole, I'm going to show them. No, it's just show yourself. You owe it to you. Shout out to Eric Thomas. Eric Thomas, the motivational speaker, the, the, um, the motivational speaker, um, the hip-hop preacher. Shout out Eric Thomas. He has a new book out called You Owe It To You. You owe you. You owe you. And you do owe yourself. You owe yourself enough to love yourself and to take care of yourself enough to shine. Now, you're listening to Sober is Dope. Go forth. Deal with depression and sadness and, and loss like a champ. Don't, don't let that breakup cause you to doubt yourself. Make sure you go outside, walk, even if you are got to deal with traffic and noise and helicopters. And thank you for listening to Sober is Dope. Don't forget, you can find all our episodes on SoberIsDope.com. You can go to Apple to leave a review. If you don't leave reviews, we cannot help other people find the podcast. So please show your boy some love. It takes a minute. I know you guys are listening. Please leave a review. And if you want to donate to the Sober's Dope Company or Foundation, you could do so by emailing me at soberisdope at gmail.com or using soberisdope at gmail.com on PayPal or you could cash at Pop Buchanan. I love you all. I appreciate all of your help, all of the donations and everyone out there because I really want to take season three to the next level. Um, And I'm happy to report back that today makes three months and three weeks on my new lifestyle change. I lost a bunch of weight. I'm in the best shape of my life. I reversed my prediabetes again. I changed my DNA. I look different. And you know you can change your DNA and stuff and your gene expression through the T. Lemire effect. And we know that. It's called epigenetic responses or how we change our our genes and our epigenetics based on how we take care of ourselves and how we perceive our environment. So I feel different. I look different. I feel better. I feel lighter. I'm renewed. I'm going to be 43 on September 29th. That's my birthday and I'm proud because I wouldn't be able to be here talking to you and have all of this stuff to share if I didn't choose recovery. So always choose recovery, especially when you're going through a breakup or some type of loss. Losing someone you love is not an excuse to go get drunk and do drugs and get high. It's a, 
It's a, um, it should be motivation to take everything to a next level. That's what I encourage. All right. You're listening to Sofa is Dope. I'm Pop Buchanan. I love you all. Go in peace. And I'll catch you on the other side.